You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. side of the car and put your hands on the hood. Wow, that's what you got. You heard what he said, sir. Do it right now, please. What kind of shit is this, man? Hold up. Wait a second. You guys are arresting me for getting thrown out of a fucking window? I got thrown out of a window, man. Gun, partner. Sir, you are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to have an attorney present during questioning. Yeah, I understand. I understand the rights. I know this is bullshit, though, man. I got thrown out of a fucking window. Please get in the car, sir. Yeah, but tell me, son, what's the charge? Possession of a concealed weapon and disturbing the peace. Disturbing the peace? I got thrown out of a window. What's the fucking charge for getting pushed out of a moving car, huh? Jaywalking? This is bullshit. And what's the crime for listening to the best 80s podcast? There isn't one. That's no crime. It's a pleasure. And we are back here on 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And our producer... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. This week we're talking about one of the mo- biggest blockbusters of the 80s, long overdue on the podcast, the original, the classic star-making of Eddie Murphy movie, improperly worded by me, but <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, the original, released December 5th, 1984. Again, this is our 84th episode, doing a movie from 1984, because Jesse suggested it four episodes ago, and that's what I we ended up doing it. it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, IMDb, 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes, 83% critics, 81% audience. Fourteen On a $14 million budget, had a 15.2 opening, so it made its money back mm-hmm. in one week. Uh, domestic gross, $234.7 million, making it the number one movie of the year domestically and worldwide. It beat Ghostbusters by $5.5 million. Mm-hmm. And if you remember from that episode uh, on Ghostbusters, we talked about how Murphy was up for the role of Zed, uh, Zedmore, Winston Zedmore in Ghostbusters, and said, nah, man, I want to do this other movie, <laughs> and ended up doing Beverly Hills Cop and its hmm. two sequels and became a big star who then faded away into the obscurity of bad movies. Uh, although we did kind of have a resurgence with The Nutty Professor. I guess that was his comeback. Mm-hmm. And then, what did you, uh, Pluto Nash and Haunted Mansion and... <laughs> Whatever else, other terrible movie he's been in lately. He's he's really known, like lately, for his voices. Oh, with Shrek and, Shrek and, and yeah. uh, Mulan. But that's not even lately. Mulan's not lately. Yeah, well, I mean, Shrek's. Yeah. You know, now, I mean, kids today probably know him because that's because the voice of, of the donkey. Yeah. I well, think he just has too much money. <laughs> that's what it might be. Probably wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Triplets ought to be interesting. Yeah, if it, if, the, if it's if announced, it, if it yeah. if anything comes of it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But this is the. I mean, if in our age group, when you saw Eddie Murphy, you either thought you thought of probably two things: you thought of him that stupid red jumpsuit from Raw, and all his jokes from mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy Raw, or you thought about one of the best theme songs of any movie from the eighties, 
uh, it was actually like a radio. You know, they'd play the theme song on the radio. Mm-hmm. No music. I mean, uh, no ly- no lyrics. Just Beverly Hills Cop thing. And it's one of those themes too. Like if I'm driving on the road and it comes on, I, f- I feel like you know, hmm, I'm looking for crime. <laughs> what can I, you know? You know, it makes you feel like a badass sometimes when you listen to it and you're driving like, hmm, I'll drive a little faster and maybe I'm not going to use a turn signal right now because I'm a rebel. Oh. I'm just kidding. You should always use your turn signals. Not like the two jackasses that cut me off on the way here earlier, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, also, worldwide, 316 million. And uh, I got some rental numbers. I know, Dana, you like to hear those rental numbers. Oh, yeah. An additional, in addition Can't to wait. 300 plus million worldwide, it made another 108 million just Damn. in rentals. People rented the shit out of it. Yes. Which is why you had Beverly Hills Cop 2 and then Beverly Hills Cop 3. And they ha- they haven't brought it... Oh, wait. And maybe... In 2015, announced Beverly Hills Cop 4. It's so funny. I was actually just about to say... I'm waiting... Mm-hmm. about to say that maybe they should do a 4 since it's kind of a... There's a lot of 80s resurgence going on in Hollywood in the past few years. I go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if they get Judge Reinhold and kind of the, you know some of the original people back, maybe... Uh, of course, Eddie Murphy would have to do it because he is Axel Foley. Uh, that's what I will always remember him as. Not as Pluto Nash or Norbit or whatever other lame-ass shit he did. I've never seen all the Shreks. I don't even give a crap about oh, Donkey. I like the, Shreks. The, only th- my, the only thing I like about Shrek, I, I think I've only seen the first one all the way through. In uh, three of them? First and, three all the way through? Uh, is the gingerbread man. He's my favorite character. <laughs> like where they cut off his legs. He's like, you're a monster. That's, I, don't, I mean, again, I, I'm not a Shrek God fan, but I love that part. That's yeah. the best part. So, uh, this was directed by Martin Brest. Uh, that's his last name with no A. Breest, maybe. Uh, but he also did Sin of a Woman, Meet Joe Black, and one of the worst movies ever made, critically and commercially, Geely, with Lopez oh, really? and Ben Affleck. Uh, written by Daniel Pit- Petrie Thank you. Jr. Uh, he also did uh, both the sequels, and he, he is a hero in my book because he wrote Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Speaking of which, we went to WrestleMania a couple weeks ago, and on the street walking to the Superdome, walked right by Craig T. Nelson. He and you were the only one who noticed. <laughs> yep. We're like, oh my God, it was Craig T. Nelson. Everybody else was like, eh, what? <laughs> but uh, the, the man, spoiler alert, cover your ears if you haven't seen Turner and Hooch, who shot Hooch. And I hated forever after that moment. <laughs> Walked right by us. Tall guy too. Like, yeah, he was like had to be at least six, six four, four maybe. I mean, maybe he was pretty. Five. He was pretty tall. Uh, long. He looked like uh, kind of Jesse Ventura. He had like you know he's got the bald top, but he's got the long. He had longer hair in the back. Up oh, six three and a quarter and a half. Good eye, Daniel. Good eye. Uh, of course, Eddie Murphy in the title was Axel Foley. Of course, uh, big in the 80s, coming to America, Eddie Murphy Raw, uh, was Golden Child, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I liked him on Bowfinger. Oh, Bowfinger <laughs> was great. That was a great movie. I mean, mm-hmm. mainly, I mean, yeah. Steve I Martin is one of my genius favorites. and whatnot. Uh, and Judge Reinhold, another 80s staple, was Billy, of course, Fast Times, and also The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. With Tim Allen, because we know how big that franchise became, unfortunately. Uh, John Ashton was Taggart. Uh, he was recently in Gone Baby Gone, but also the De Niro classic Midnight Run. Uh, Ronnie Cox, veteran of the podcast, from Ro- uh, villain from RoboCop. Uh, and also Total Recall, because Paul Verhoeven, who directed both of those films, likes to use some of the same people and made him a villain in each. Uh, and kind of like how we had last time with... Uh, the dude from Pee Wee's and Francis, Teen Wolf. I forgot his, Francis, uh, his real name. 
this epi- th- these next two episodes are all about Stephen Burkoff. And you might be wondering, who the hell is Stephen Burkoff? Well, he was the villain in this movie and also the surprise second villain in next week's movie. Mm-hmm. So put that in your pipe and smoke it if you can figure out what next week's movie is. But he was also uh, he was in Clockwork Orange, one of the greatest movies ever made, uh, and also Rambo 2. And this, this blew me away because I haven't seen this movie, Beverly Hills Cop, in a very, very long time. And I was just like, when I saw the character of Zack, I was like, this dude looks so Zach? fucking familiar. And, uh, well, the actor's name is Jonathan Banks, who most people nowadays would know as Mike from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh. And I'm, just, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this guy looks so familiar with this dopey stare. And Now he's in Community. Oh, really? He was in an airplane? No, I don't even notice that. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I notice he's really funny when he's killing people. Gunderson. He was in Little House on the Prairie. You should have known that. <laughs> he was Jed. Jeb. Wait, he was Jed. Click, was on, click on the darkness. Oh, he was my Jed? friend. And I'm gonna see what it's about. See if I've watched it. Oh, he was the guy that was gonna try to kill uh, Charles and rape Laura and hide the bodies <laughs> like or something else. But then Carolyn, and I don't know any of those names. I'm just literally reading them off IMDb. So if you actually watch the house, I'm like, wow, Trey knows all the names of the characters. No, I'm reading them. Never watched that show. Not sure who Michael Landon. Blazing. Yeah, but <laughs> everybody has their moments, senior moments. But uh, also starring Bronson Pinchot, Pinchot, Pinchot. <laughs> we talked about, uh, I think, uh, was it? Yeah, last week I think it was Risky Business. Yeah. Uh, uh, has surged, but most notably, always, will, he will be Balky right. Bartakamus from Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, well, kind of least, Paul Reiser was Jeffrey, of course, Mad About You, and Burke from Aliens, who deservedly got a second mouth through his face for being a jackass in that movie and trying to screw over Damon all the Marines. had a cameo. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him, but it was like two seconds. Yeah. So. yeah. It really was I probably it, four seconds. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was... That was his first role. Wow. Mm. Make sure I didn't put that on here. He's a banana man. I didn't. Yep. That makes sense. He gives some theft bananas later on. <laughs> and that's the... I guess, you know what, that was probably the, fir- the first appearance of the uh, dude from Men On. Yeah, maybe so. Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Blaine Edwards. Blaine yeah, so Edwards. Yeah. first thing he did. Banana Man. Two years before his next role. Which was better than Blank Man. <laughs> which is a bad 90s movie starring Damon Wayans, if you didn't know. Don't watch it. It's not good. Uh, but Daniel, have you ever seen Beverly Hills Cop? Nope. You ever seen any of them? Nope. Okay. But you were from, you mean, you knew of... It's I knew the, that man. I knew yeah. that. Yeah, so, I knew Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And you knew he was in it. So, I mean, it wasn't like... You, haven't never, you never saw it, but you knew of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Star, well, not like Star Wars, because you kind of knew everything that was going to happen in Star Wars anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so watching Beverly Hills Cop for the first time, pretty much thirty years after it came out, to the year. Let's see, the not to the day, but to the year. What do you think of the original Beverly Hills Cop, four hundred million dollar grossing? I thought it was pretty movie. hilarious. And what <laughs> did you not expect it? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse was. <laughs> As soon as I said the judgment, that's what made me pause. But uh, yeah, I had my mic off. <laughs> um, I don't know if it'd hold up today if it were made today. But that's, it wasn't. I understand that. <laughs> there you go. I understand that. Um, have you seen it recently? Or yeah, I watched it. Okay, so I don't normally watch it with you yeah, guys. But so I was like, ju- it's on Netflix. Why not? Oh, it is. Or. Some other site. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you had something in your eye. 
If it's not on Netflix, then I watched it on another site. That's very helpful. I'm sure YouTube has it. Somebody other than us posted the whole movie. Yeah, the, those, and you watched it there. Those illegal bastards. Yeah, you, you owned it on. You got it on DVD. Yeah, yeah there you go. There is that copy. <laughs> yeah, it's you don't always have access to a DVD player these days. Anywho, but yeah, but yeah, back I on mean, topic. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, There's a gross smelling Subway sandwich. What's sorry. in it? Are you two viewers can see? What is it? What's in it? It's uh, it's called a BMT, hmm. bacon, a bigger, meatier, tastier. It's like a BLT. No, it's there's just something comes something different than that smell. Uh, pepperoni? I think? No, I think it's salami. Fucking good. Yeah, it's 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 like the spicy Italian with ham. I don't know what I'm smelling. This episode brought to you by Subway. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> Fresh. Yeah, but, uh, so, I mean, what stuck out most to you, like, the humor was kind of mm-hmm. what sold you, like, won it over yeah. for you? Was... I mean, he makes the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of Judge Reinhold. I never, I never care for him. Yeah. Um, villain was good. I didn't expect, okay, it didn't show any blood, but I didn't expect dude to get shot in the head, like, and it showed <laughs> you. Like, damn. Um, but, I mean... It was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Was it one? Was it a one viewing thing for you? Or? Did I watch it? Yes, I watched it one viewing. Yep. Um, he, he, he. The thing I like about Murphy is he kind of talks like he would just chat with a. He acts like Tommy Lee Jones, and he's not as good as. The, what I mean, and like he doesn't look like he's really acting. Yeah, he's me. just having a. He's he, actually. This dude is actually talking. It looks not like he, he's kind of like ad living. Yeah, like here, I just want you to chat with this guy. Hmm, funny you mention that. Uh oh. <laughs> we find the thing. Uh, uh, we'll talk about the trivia. We'll get into that. But uh, it's funny that you caught on that because that's almost. That's pretty much what a lot of the people did. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy revised much of his lines, as did John Ashton and Judge Reinhold. And. Uh, I almost wish I had the DVD just to, they have to have a massive blooper reel because according to IMDb, hundreds of takes were ruined by cast members uh, or actors or even the director himself who were unable to stop laughing <laughs> at the ad libs and everything that everybody was doing on set. Uh, in fact, the Super Cops montage, the scene, one of the more funny known scenes from the movie, uh, if you watch it again, uh, John Ashton, when he puts his hands up, like, but, you know, uh, the bridge of his nose, like he's, you know, thinking hard, he's actually fighting back the earth mm-hmm. just to laugh if you look really hard you could see if him lose it for like a second like he mm-hmm. smiles and then goes back mm-hmm. so that's that's a natural mm-hmm. re- like i mean he really is like just kind of like hey you know the line might be let's go over here but then he talks for like five minutes yeah, about get the fuck over here yeah, yeah you know <laughs> like he's not gonna which really which made that character believable and an, an icon yeah. yeah i yeah. liked his character you know i mean and Expendables 3, you know, Stallone got Wesley Snipes, you know, get a little axe of folly up there. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> you know, get him thrown out a window. All that kind of funny stuff. Uh, Disturbing the peace. Speaking of the Expendables, this, well, we, we've talked several, well, 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 well. Uh, we always talk about uh, in the interesting casting decisions that could have been and might have been a good movie or have been a totally different movie. The original person they wanted to play the character as Axel Foley, none other than the director of The Expendables, the first one, Sylvester Stallone himself. Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to go here. You call, threw yeah. me out of a fucking window. You threw me out of a window. Why you threw me out of a window? I don't, I don't know. You're Speaking of which, if you watch that scene that opened the thing, the door is right there. Like, yeah. it's literally... 
to the right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it worth in. possibly killing somebody if he, because, you know, if you throw somebody through a window, glass can kill you, hmm. and replacing a gigantic front plate window, which had to be, you know, has to be a couple of grand. It's no, there's no, it's not too much money to look cool. That's true. <laughs> you know, and it, it, I mean, it, it makes for a great scene, so. And he is an evil villain, so it's like, ha <laughs> I'd buy more glass. <laughs> But uh, in reality, I think if they threw him at that window, he'd just yeah. bounce off and hey, they'd kick yeah, him out the door. He'd have to go flying. Like, he'd have to have a ton of force, to, you would think, to actually break that glass. Yeah, not a scratch on him. With Mitch, which Mythbusters busted all the different types of glass, uh-huh. like, like, like tempered regular plate glass, and there's like one other one. But they tested like driving a car through one, and if you were standing by it, like every, no matter what type of glass it is, like, you you can you're gonna get the shit sliced out of you <laughs> like you you could let me put it to you that way mm-hmm. so don't fuck with glass kids <laughs> it's it will not end well for whatever appendage or part of you fucks with it uh, this was pretty oh wait hold on uh, talking about Stallone they also talked about Mickey Rourke pre boxing <laughs> Mickey Rourke uh, which could have been interesting uh, but supposedly Stallone left the project and used some of his ideas for the film that he was gonna bring into it to make Cobra. Another badass fun. 80s movie, which we'll get to eventually, maybe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, they also considered Pacino and James Caan, neither of which would have... <laughs> it would have been serious. a really different... <clears throat> like, it wouldn't have been funny. Like, Not that Pacino can't do humor. James Caan can't do humor. <clears throat> I mean, please. But uh, I'm sure Pacino could. But it, would, it still would be more maniacal humor, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. You know, he's serious, but he's trying He's trying to be funny in a way. In a weird way, that makes sense to me. I hope it makes sense to you. Oh. Hey, kids, keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Uh, for YouTube. Yeah, in that first scene after the big... Uh, I'm sorry, when Eddie Murphy is in Detroit and he goes to the... He's at back at the police station and his... Uh, actually, no, I think it's on the street after the big chasing with 18-wheeler and the cigarettes and everything. Uh his captain walks up with a roll of papers in his hand when he's talking to him. He's literally holding the script because they just gave him, they just changed the scene and he had just read it and then <laughs> they had to shoot because they were losing daylight. So the script makes an appearance, just like in some of our movies. So, you know, if somebody's holding a paper in a film, that could actually be their script, their notes, <laughs> all their little nuances they want to do or remember. Uh, this is interesting, especially with Eddie Murphy's history after he became, you know, super big because of this movie. But uh, when they were filming the police station se- sequences in uh, the L.A. station, uh, Eddie Murphy was really tired because he'd been working all day, blah, blah, blah. The crew offered him coffee, but he doesn't drink caffeine. Like, he, does, he doesn't, at least at this point, doesn't do drugs, quote, unquote. Uh, so, but eventually he did drink a cup of coffee, and it was literally the first time he ever had caffeine. They said he wouldn't start, he'd like, his caffeine high, just like, he couldn't <laughs> stop talking and shaking, and they got a whole bunch more work done than that. nothing to. to do with the cocaine. And actually, yeah, <laughs> that was in the coffee. I need sugar <laughs> in his coffee. But actually, that the super cop scene that's in the movie, that sequence is after, apparently, he doped up on coffee. So huh. take from that if, what you will. Uh, this is really, really interesting with this movie. This, up until... Oh, I'll, just, I'll let y'all try to guess. This was the highest grossing R-rated movie until what 2000... Four film. Any guesses? Rated R, two thousand four film. Give us a uh, give us a 
I don't honestly steer us in the. I right can direction. tell you the exact genre, but then it'd give it away. It's not a normal genre is that it, makes a lot of was money. Was it Jackass? No. Okay. Uh, Decent guess. But again, this is a movie. The movie rated that, R. This movie again would have to make over three hundred and sixteen. Uh, wait, was it worldwide on my notes here? Was it like oh, paranormal oh, activity or something? 234.7 million. Wasn't Saw? No. It was not? Okay. I was thinking it was a horror movie. Mm. It kind of is. Paranormal activity? No. no. Uh, you'll know. You'll, oh, you'll scary get, movie too? No. You'll get what I'm saying when I tell you what it is. I'll tell what's, you what's the initials? <laughs> I like guessing games, man. T-P-O-T-C. And that's every participle and everything. And it's not Pirates of the fucking Caribbean. T-P-O... TC. TC. The P of the C. <laughs> wow. People are yelling at their like, oh, podcast. You win a prize. The P They're yelling of, at their Zooms. The P of the... It was a big controversial movie. The Passion of the Christ. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, there you are. Huh. Yeah. Because, well, Jesus had a potty mouth, Jesse. Yeah, he did. I watched it with you. Yep. It's like, what's mm-hmm. up, fuckers? <laughs> Y'all bitches thirsty. Too. Some fucking one. <laughs> that really didn't happen in I the Bible. a wicked but... pisser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but that Jesus. that became the highest R-rated movie, and which came out about twenty. Which funny, strange enough, came out twenty years later. Passion of the Christ was then beaten in two thousand nine by uh-huh. another movie, by a comedy. Oh, I thought uh, you were making a that's pun. That's I know that one. Beat the Hangover, right? Yep. So as of today, or at least the time this was entered into IMDb, which is post two thousand nine, The Hangover is the highest grossing R rated movie domestically. Hmm. Until something will come along and beat it. So wait, you said that was taken in two thousand nine? I mean is that a Hangover was released in two thousand nine. Again, IMDb, as I'm gonna tell you on this next thing, there's a little controversy on this next one because the movie next week also makes this claim and came out a year later. Ooh. So let's see we'll leave it to the the peeps. Mm. Is that adjusted or we're looking at the sorting. Not sure. Hmm. It's according Let's to see, Box oh, Office Mojo, uh, Passion of the Christ still holds the number one spot. What does the OR number mean? Do you know? It says rank and then OR number? OR? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Is that the hmm. overall rank? Is that what that means? Maybe overall. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I'm looking for something like super old that might... Few Good Men, Platoon. Godfather. There you go. See... That adjusted would be a lot more than that. Oh, that's true. So maybe it's... So that and this is be... domestic? Oh, yeah, domestic grosses. Now, this also, again, IMDb. Sure. Uh, this also any re- re- might include re-releases or... Go to NC-17. I would like to see what is... Deep Throat. Or Showgirls. Yeah. Showgirls. Showgirls. Good call. Nailed it. You know your NC-17 movies. <laughs> How about G? <laughs> G. It's frozen. No, Frozen is PG. I click it. Huh? Uh... I was gonna say Frozen, but Frozen's PG. Well, is it PT? really? Why? Is it Lion I'm pretty King? Sure. That's what I was gonna guess. Lion King, or Beauty and the Beast, maybe. Why is Frozen? I'll say PG? Beauty and the Beast. You can keep. I Lion think King. Lion King's uh, higher than Beauty and There's the too Beast. Too much peril or something. I don't know. And the winner is go Lion King. <laughs> Nailed it. Toy Story Three is number barely. Two. Beauty and the Beast yeah. is number nine. Finding Nemo number three, all gone, Disney in the gone, top. Actually, every one of them is Disney until gone, number twelve. With Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind, but adjusted would Gone with the Wind would be number every, one. Yeah, so that's obviously and not adjusted. Just for the people who are listening, Lion King is number, the highest grossing P- G movie at four hundred and twenty-two million. PG's got to be Frozen. Well deserved. Oh no, Phantom Menace. 
God, why is Frozen PG? I thought That's Phantom Menace was PG-13. Oh, well. Huh? Guess it wasn't. Guess it wasn't, yeah. I would have said Star Wars. I wouldn't have said Phantom Menace. I would have said A New Hope. Yeah. PG-13. Avatar. Well, yeah, Avatar High School is going to be ever. Yeah. Uh, Those top three right there. What, what is G and PG? Avengers. Is that just a combination of the two? I think they just yeah, the mix them up. I'm just curious. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's just given by comparison. There's Lion King at five, yeah. Well, there you go. And the more you know, if you're on Jeopardy and Trebek asked you the question, yeah. you now know the answers, the current answers. As long as it's not adjusted. A Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it, yeah. <laughs> go to your Facebook. I'm sure somebody posted what we're talking about. Right. Uh, Okay, now this this was this was another disputed fact because again, next week's movie ha- makes the same claim on its IMDb page. Supposedly, Beverly Hills Cop was the first film to have released at over two thousand theaters in the U.S. Opened domestically in more than two thousand theaters, and there is a body count for this film. Oh God! And you both seen it, so I require an answer from both of you. No hot or cold, just pick a number. Okay, six. Eh, higher than that. 14. Brrr, seven. Ah. <laughs> I went over. Yep. Brrr. Seven people killed. Which, compared to next week's movie, makes <laughs> Axel Foley a pussy. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Tune in next week. Just saying. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep it a mystery every week. Mm-hmm. So you have to... Tune back in or check the Facebook give, page. We got to give clues. Now, why do we leave it a mystery? Because it keeps the people. But guessing. they'll see it on the title of the podcast. Uh but it's not until the day of. So, oh, see, they, they're still. Someone brought up a good point. They were looking for a new podcast that talked about movies, but they said one of the things they wanted was they announced the next week's movie so they can go watch it and then listen with the podcast. Ah. So maybe hmm. we should read. Well, listen- we only started that. We only started that for these '80s episodes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> we'll just do we'll, like we'll we go used back to, to normal after right after the, the '80s. Right at the very end, so I got to listen to us. You know, rant or we about might say everything. it right now and not say it at the end, so people don't just download it and listen to the end and be like, ah, it rhymes with Sambo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Sambo. Avatar. That's Matrix. <laughs> Django. Django. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, where was I? Okay, but yeah. Right, okay. Well, actually, you were talking about what you thought of it. Uh, as a kid, I was only familiar with the the TV version of this, but I was more familiar, honestly, with the sequel, part two. And uh, I haven't seen that one as long as I've haven't seen this one either. But uh, I think this the humor and the the enjoyment you get from watching this movie holds up today. Yeah, uh, I generally laughed. I yeah, laughed it was out loud a few times. True, truly funny, and you know some Get some the cool fuck action sequences. Like I like that part. Uh, some good action sequences, of course. At the time, too, very original. Nowadays, yeah. you know, since this movie, of course, because it's so popular, you know, was such a big hit. You know, you have several plot lines of some cop goes somewhere else to do something, and the the little I think Damon. That was my issue with it. The little Damon Wayne's cameo made me laugh because <laughs> watched so much in Living Color back in the day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and then when he's Murphy sneaks into the restaurant, does the same kind of impression. <laughs> yeah, but I need to talk to him about some, some stuff I got. I, he need to get checked out. There it is. <laughs> uh, you realize that this is a members-only club. Mm-hmm. But I have to talk to Victor. It's very, very important. Are you sure it's Victor Maitland you want? Oh yes, Victor Maitland, the gray-haired gentleman, very dark skin, Capricorn, Victor. Okay. Um, 
well, but why anyway. Don't you give me the uh, message and I'll take it to him. That dude looked familiar too, but he wasn't in anything. That, but uh, always an enjoyable time watching this film. Uh, of, course, if you like, of course, you like the first one. The second one's just as good, if not better. The third one, eh, worth watching once. It's like Lethal Weapon 3. You really just need to watch the first two. The third one's good, but you don't want you don't find yourself. Wanting I forgot to watch about that. Like if we had, to, I was having a discussion. Of, I don't remember who I was telling about the podcast. Oh, the guy I work with at mm-hmm. Exxon. That my favorite movie that I haven't watched until I watched the podcast is The Shining. Lethal Weapon's up there for me. I yeah. like Lethal Weapon a lot. Yeah, good. Mm. That one holds up. Yeah. Well, when that means we need to do part two, so you can watch part two. <laughs> but anyway, you want to do your. Think, uh, scores. What, what would you give? Especially uh, seeing it for the first time. I actually haven't gave this score in a while because you used to always give it. I get about seven and a half. No. <laughs> As would I. Oh. On my paper. <laughs> Revisiting this movie, I'd, I would. I, I kind of debated. Like, uh, I mean, I, I think at, at the time, definitely for its time and when it was original, yeah. definitely higher. But today, you know, if you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, oh, this is just like you know. I don't think it's, it's not gonna have that impact. Straight to DVD title, starting starring some wrestler. <laughs> yeah, the Marine mm. Four. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever they're doing. Or... Trouble in the Div- Divas Division. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will, but the first Marine was enjoyable. It was so bad and ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it's just one that. of those just like laughing your ass off. I mean, how many times can somebody get blown off the ro- the hood of a car? That was the New Orleans based one, right? I think so, yeah. The, yeah. I don't... It's like they're I out guess. in the swamp. And, yeah, there, there was a... Part. The, the guy that was like afraid of bugs and stuff, but he was the ruthless killer. And <laughs> it's worth watching if you haven't seen it. Seen is funny. He's not an action star, but <laughs> it works. But uh, you want to do your... Yeah. Your thing, you want me to do my thing? I'll Which one is it this week? Video game. <laughs> Actually... Shouldn't do that anymore because according to a link I posted on your Facebook page, which I don't know if you ever saw, no, Daniel, blowing in your video game cartridges, your NES games, actually made it worse. It's on the Awesome Podcast Network Facebook page as well, so check but it out. I, I would kind of move it over as well. Like I'd grab the corner and hit it a little. Not hit it, but like push it a little bit. That seemed to help me. The one that I, I, my, my go-to one, which I hated doing because it was I knew it, had, it wasn't good for it, but I put the game on the lip. And then, like, popped it in. Like, oh. you, know, you know, you push it down. Yeah. Like, of course, our YouTube viewers can kind of see it. But here's the inside of the NES. The game goes in, or this way. I'd leave it on the edge, and then and I then would push it then. Like, yeah. drink. <laughs> and that seemed to work. But uh, if you look, go to the Facebook that page. That probably damaged it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that made, that made it a lot worse than blowing in it. But they actually had a comparison where they had a, a clean one, or one that was just normal use that they didn't blow in, and then the circuit board from one that people had blown in. And it was like rusted and corroded. All the moisture from your breath over time would degrade, mm. actually degrade the game. So Jeez. don't blow in your NES We're cartridges. We're still going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> this I mean, has been just, an episode of there's no Too point. Little Too Late. <laughs> 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 take one of those barbecue grill brushes and clean mm. your cartridges. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Despite <laughs> video game rewind. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop came out on December 5th of 84. Uh, as with most of the video games, I don't have an exact date, but it came out in December. Didn't come out on Nintendo yet. Came out on the arcade. It was a game called Paperboy. Mm. Uh, I don't. I didn't play this game on the arcade. I played it on Nintendo. I never owned it for some. I did difficult. play it. I must have rented it a lot. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> thing I take from that game. Um, the Dark Souls of the eighties. Yeah, if some of you 
young, you know, if we have some younger viewers, this game was basically about delivering paper. It was a um, what's paper? What, what would you call it? Kind of like <laughs> yeah, a, no a three quarter. What's a newspaper? Yeah, a, like an elevated. Like can't. It's like League of Legends if you play <laughs> play that. There you go. If you're a younger <laughs> thing, but uh, third person up di- uh you had a northern diagonal yeah like a three quarter yeah. you had a um paper route that you have to do and you get more points for the, you make it in straight in the mailbox or uh in the garage and Busting right in windows, the front door right hitting dogs yeah. but uh if you were to bust a window you lose your subscription to the house and if you don't have any houses game over but also there was stupid odd weird things that were blocking your way as you were riding down your little roadway <laughs> One I remember most is the break dancer. Do y'all have any ones that you remember? Death. The c- <laughs> Death on the street. That was tough. Just the car. Because like, not every car would back out in front of you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, is this one going to back out? Oh, no, good. And then... Oh, they wait till the last second and then mm-hmm. back over you. I never... I didn't give a fuck about my subscribers. I just tried to do as much damage because I knew it was going to fuck up on the obstacle course at the end of the route. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, fuck it. You know, if that mm-hmm. game came out nowadays, like all the houses would be gray. No one has subscriptions. You'd be throwing those little. You have to be a politician throwing flyers out. Are those little? Well, we have the Livingston Parish Dispatch. Do you Mm -hmm. ever get those? Occasionally, I find that it has garbage on my like a little bitty paper (laughs) that has nothing really in it. But that came out on the arcade, December of nineteen eighty-four. That was one of those games that usually at movie theaters and roller rinks. That'd be one of the games that would tend to be there Mm -hmm. a lot. So. Wow. I played it a lot on the arcade. Great way to get quarters. Played it a lot on NES. I think the most, I think you had to go a week. I think the farthest I ever got in the game was like Tuesday or Wednesday. I Mm. don't think I've ever got to the third day. I never made it past the first. uh The thing is, I would get, like, I was good at the subscription, you know, the the actual part that a Paperboy does. I don't know a damn Paperboy that ever existed that, oh, your route's over. Now it's time for your daily challenge of navigating this. This, you know, this badass obstacle course that if you didn't have to do it, why would you sacrifice your body and self to, you know, to ramp lakes and ship? But yeah, not a, I mean, especially older, like our age group, like fond, fond memories of Paperboy. Uh, definitely. Not all good, but God, just brings back such good memories. Yeah, we're watching it now for you two people. It's definitely one of those, uh, I'm surprised they didn't kind of because usually uh, you know, side scrollers got you know dime a dozen, but like there really wasn't many like this. Don't. That was a nice oh. house. Oh, that's a nice. This house. dude's living dangerously, man. Oh whoa, he went through a garbage can. He knows where to go. Clipping. He's sitting right there on the edge. Yep. Man. So wait, so, which houses do you throw to? I thought you threw the, the white, ones. white ones. Uh, okay. Oh. Damn dog. <laughs> Why do you throw it at Look the out. dog? Keeps it from chasing you. Oh. Oh! This guy's a pro. No sound effects. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then the maniac runs out with the knife. <laughs> you see, now, why wasn't the sequel about the skateboarder, dude? The sequel should have been the skateboarder trying to dodge shit. <laughs> like TNC Surf Design. But... What is that dude doing? <laughs> Nowadays, that doesn't look right. <laughs> He's jackhammering. No, oh, he was jacking something. <laughs> well, that animation, all right. We're in purple. A purple unitard. Yeah, yeah that, like that must the be mailbox. the sweet spot right there. Oh. If I ever play this again, that's where I'm going. Just right there. 
Oh, ah, what the? He didn't go. He hit the grate and then go up the curve. Uh -huh. This is supposed to be a speed run. What the hell? Maybe if you. Loop. Oh, he must have died on purpose. So ah, he didn't have to if do you the last do thing. it after. I wish I knew that back in the day. <laughs> fuck the fuck the uh, obstacle course. Just right, <laughs> right after you deliver your last one and you go to the next day. Okay. Damn. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, and that's your newest video game cheat for '80s Revisited. You're gonna get emails going. We knew that shit. <laughs> I, well, I fucking didn't. <laughs> yeah. News to me. Well, there's a tornado. Ow! Oh it's, yeah. The children are immune to tornadoes with paper boys. You better watch out. Tornado. And what's and the lawnmower going crazy? And yeah. I guess there's death. There's death. Hey kid, <laughs> want a piece of candy? <laughs> and uh, strange that he isn't at the house with the tombstones in the front yard. You think that would be death's abode? There. Right. <laughs> Alas, he lives <laughs> the house down the street. God, I wish I would have known that. Oh, that's it. <laughs> what if I, I probably would not have had to rent the game as much and could have rented other things, other games that I never got to play. Other things that didn't piss you off. No shit. <laughs> but anyway, that was <laughs> Video Game Rewind. And in, oh, uh, I'll do back. I'll do the real world first because that's before Reset. Back to the Future. A reset. Whatever. <laughs> Don't blow in your cartridges. Uh, in the real world, again, December 5th, 1984. Uh, two days prior to this movie releasing, uh, the Bhopal disaster, a methyl isocyanate leak from a Union Carbide pesticide plant in Bhopal, Madhya Pradesh, India. If you know where that is, you get a prize of respect from geography people, and you probably could find Carmen Sandiego. Uh, mm -hmm. Killed more than 8,000 people outright and injured over half a million with more dying later from their injuries. The death toll eventually reached over 23,000 people. It remains the worst industrial disaster in world history. 23,000 people eventually died. 8,000 immediately. Huh. So don't fuck with uh, that chemical I say because I'm not repeating that. <laughs> but it, obviously it has like cyanate. Isocyanate, so I assume it's you know probably something to do with cyanide or something. Some, so to kill that many people, pest control probably. There's some uh, stuff that you smell every day. Right. Like these damn Indians. <laughs> yeah. I breathe this shit. Some chemicals at Exxon. If it's a leak, you, you better run because if you breathe any of it in, it's it. Mm. If That's you don't have, you have cancer, <laughs> or you immediately die. Yeah, that'd be the benefit. You know, <laughs> well, not the and I'd say it's beneficial, <laughs> but. You know, as opposed to just breathing it in and dying instantly, as opposed to, you know, the damn gas from VX5 from The Rock, where, like, you sit there and you spasm so hard, you break your own back. <laughs> you know, so that's that's scary. I, I mean, and the thing about gas is, well, same thing that, you know, that terrible electricity video that you made us watch, Daniel, uh, <laughs> where the dudes get electrocuted, you know, you, that's something you can't see, necessarily. I mean, you possibly could see something sparking. But, you know, if you're just walking around, I'll, oh, here's this death gas. Just I'm just sneaking away over here because usually, you know, the government will color it and make it orange and dump it all over our troops in Vietnam. And that's neither here nor there. But, you know, it's, 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 an, it's an invisible killer, much like cancer, except cancer is inside you. And gas eventually is too, but it still kills you, usually faster. So it's not something you can, like, prepare for. Like, if gas is coming at you, like, <laughs> imagine it'd be like in The Happening. We're like, oh, the wind. Let's run. Let's run. We gotta you get know, out you, of here. You can't outrun the wind. No. Like the no. songs say, you can run against it, and that's about it. The plants. They're killing oh. everyone. Hey, tree. Hey, tree. I don't mean to piss you off. <laughs> we like plants. I'm not even a vegan. I eat meat. 
I eat the things that hurt you. I like meat. I don't even don't eat c- trees. <laughs> I remember I had such high hopes for that movie. Like the trailer and everything was like, that's fucking creepy. I Did I watch it with you? Theaters. Nah. Me and Autumn went and saw it. No, I watched it with Andrea. That's who it was. Yeah. We saw it like, with somebody. I don't remember who. Unfortunately, we all did. It's me and Andrea's <laughs> third or fourth date. And it started off so like, it was so well until, I think it's the plants. Nah. Plants tend to do things like this sometimes in history, and that's what happens. But I like the like the scenes, like the dude laying in front of the lawnmower and the people falling. I was like, God, this is like, yeah, that's like, you know, that really is like, what the f- like? It should there never should have been an explanation. How about Ooh. it just it just happens and it stops? That makes it better. Bold. Let's let's fucking describe that plants create a chemical that makes certain people kill themselves. Anyway, and he's never recovered. Shyamalan, Wahlberg's gone on to find in Transformers. Yeah, the greatest movie of our time, apparently. Yeah, according to him. Anyway. Sure is nice of these people in Paperboy to paint their houses, just so you know. <laughs> oh, you got a subscription? You get a free house painting. Here's three buckets of white paint. <laughs> do, do, do. And it, which means in two days, it's going to be brown and green and mildew. Yeah. So enjoy that. here. But this week for Back to the Future, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to save that for next week at Daniel's request, because there's some special things to tie it in. So instead... We're going to talk briefly about The Winter Soldier, because if you really want to get in-depth with that movie, go listen to the Welcome Back episode of Geekly Dose. They're back, bitches. Look them up on uh, awesomepods.com and on the iTunes store. They have a brand new episode out with a new host, a mystery host you'll have to listen to to discover his or her or its identity. But they go fully in-depth spoiler. I'm just going to give a brief thing about Winter Soldier, because we know how much you like listening to me drown on about things. <laughs> but anyway, believe the hype. It's fucking awesome. Hmm. Uh, when I after when it was over, I was just like, it's kind of like when I watched the RoboCop remake. I was like, did I really just really really think that this was that good? Winter Soldier's that good to me. It's the best <laughs> wow. Marvel movie. It's better than Avengers to me. Now, huh? Now, as a movie, the Avengers is amazing because that's seeing something you never thought you would see. On you know, I never thought we'd see an Avengers movie that was good. But they, you know, Avengers is it, to us it would be as good as it was without the previous movies because we all know who those characters are. Right. But so much thought went into it. It was a it was the it was the it was the uh, orgasm of phase 1. You know, you stroking at Thor and <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man 1 and 2 and then oh, oh build Avengers. <laughs> yes, sweet sweet release. But uh <laughs> phase 2 has not been up to snuff in my opinion. Iron Man 3 was terrible. Uh, was, was Thor 2, I enjoyed it. Tony Stark uh, won. <laughs> yeah, Tony Stark won wasn't that good. <laughs> the word two, I mean, it's all about, uh, what's his name, Hiddleston and Loki. I mean, he's the reason those movies are great to me. Uh, but Captain America 2 was phenomenal. Uh, it, it was kind of like at The Dark Knight. Now, you're used to Batman's tropes in a movie, so to speak. But then Dark Knight comes on, and if they didn't have capes and face paint and scars, it would still be a good movie. Winter Soldier would still be a good movie without the the superhero uh, coding, so to speak. I mean, if it was just an action thriller called The Winter Soldier about some badass assassin, it would still be a great movie. It would be what The Jackal should have been. Shame on you, Bruce Willis. But because uh, a lot of people, you know, usually when, especially Avengers, one of the you know one of the best movies ever made, comic book movie, you know, action sci fi movies, uh, and you know people coming right out saying, "Oh, it's better than Avengers." Like I, as a comic book movie. Maybe not, but as a movie itself, Winter Soldier is phenomenal. Hmm. Uh, 
and what and one badass thing my fellow friends of the '80s will appreciate was the two directors. I think they're brothers. I can't remember their names, but anyway, they uh they made a a real uh, point not to use any CG unless they had to. Which of course they didn't go out and build a helicarrier because I know the first thing people hear that like, well, there's helicarriers around all floating through the skies. Yes, they did build that, but there's a lot of uh, all the action sequences are pretty much hand to hand. It's almost there's it's like almost like a martial arts movie. It's like The Matrix, uh, you know, with no bullet time. But they're actually physically people fighting, well choreographed, well shot, uh, and just it's a it's just a again it's just a great movie. Uh, definitely worth seeing in a theater with the sound and everything. Uh, we saw it in 3D. I mean that didn't didn't make a difference. Right. But to me, one of the best things about it was is that in in the first Captain America movie, you know, it's an origin story. You get a sense of more so his morals, not necessarily his fighting prowess. In Avengers, they give him that one little moment where he saves the people. You know, Thor and Iron Man and Hulk are saving hundreds of people at a time. Cap's just, you know, he's a souped-up normal guy. He doesn't have all that stuff. So they give him that moment to kind of shine on the Avengers. But it's still just like him kind of saving a room full of people. Not right. necessarily like his moment. Uh, but in Winter Soldier, it's like a comic book. I mean, he's using his shield as an offensive weapon, ricocheting it, catching it, just like you see in the video games and the comics, what you imagine him doing. Uh and there's all sorts of little references to other characters. In fact, uh, I don't watch UFC, but I know the dude's uh, the guy, uh, George St. Pierre. I think he used to be a champion. He retired or something. But he's actually the first villain in the movie. This is the first five minutes. Not spoil anything. But he's Batroc Zilliper, which yeah. the second they say his name, I'm like, holy sh! I can't believe they put Batroc <laughs> the Leaper in a movie. Yep. And they have a fight scene. And he's even wearing, he's not wearing the costume, but he's got like purple and gold on. I mean, it's like, I'm just sitting there like no mask. with a smile ear to ear. Like, I can't believe I'm watching Captain America fight Batroc the Zilliper in a in a movie. Like, nobody, know, I mean, 90% of the people out there who even read comics don't even know who Batroc is. It's not like he's a main, he's like a third tier villain. I mean, he leaves. He's on he, my shelf at all. He was up there. Oh, I yeah, saw there him this morning. Top. Or earlier, uh, not this second, morning. Second to top, fourth guy. Zilliper. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't have the, the traditional mustache his character normally has, but yeah. Uh, bottom line, go see Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm trying to think what else came out this year before I make the bold claim that's probably the best movie so far this year. But as far as I can remember, we're only in April. I think it's safe to say it's the best movie so far. And of course, in a couple of weeks, we do have uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which the trailers are spoiling way too much. But then also uh, Godzilla comes out shortly after that. And then, of course, X-Men Days of Future Past, which I hope doesn't suck. But we'll see. Oh, let's see. Uh, Lego Movie came, came out. That's about it. Those are the top oh, of the year. three of the year so far. Oh, ranking title. I haven't seen Lego Movie yet. I want to see the Grand Budapest Hotel really bad. Just haven't had time to get to the theater except for the big ones. But definitely go see Winter Soldier. It's good. And uh, my wife loved it. So, you know, if your wife's one of those that... I go see Thor to watch Tom Hiddleston interact and be a badass, and my wife comes to watch, you know, Chris Hemsworth take off his shirt, shirt, shoot, his shirt and shirt. shoes, whatever part of him, he, his sure, clothing he shoes. wants to remove. So yeah, Shorts. it's definitely good. We're seeing, and there's two. Just so you know, there's two after credits scenes. There's a mid credit scene and then an end credit scene, huh. which is getting ridiculous. Just show the shit before, right? You right. know, what I mean, it's it's it was cool at first, but now it's just like show one or just do them so we can leave. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, uh, and like I mentioned, of course, here on the Awesome Podcast Network, there are many other podcasts, like the newly reborn Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, a Hero Clicks podcast, the Jesse Sigili podcast, 
If you know why I said it that way, that means you actually listened to it, which is good on you. Uh, why don't you know this? And Republic City Report, which is on hiatus until the new season of uh, what's that show? Ab- uh, Legend of Korra, which uh, Tim Bridgewater, one of the hosts of Geekly Dose, also does. Dose also hosts. So check those out. And don't forget to go to if if you want to if you haven't seen. Beverly Hills Cop, any of them in a long time, much like I did, go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, go to Amazon, get the Blu-rays, you can get the trilogy for dirt cheap, or just get them on DVD and you know whatever whatever your medium you prefer, but just go to awesomepods first, costs you nothing extra, it gives us a small percentage to add new thingamabobbers that our YouTube watchers can see here at Awesome Pods HQ, and also uh, like us on Facebook, Awesome Pods, at Twitter, at Awesome Pods on Twitter. Am I missing anything on those? I think I got them all. And then next week, we'll be back. <laughs> because to do podcasts, you got to become podcasts. So next week, Ron's with Sambo. Banjo. There you go. Afro. Hambo. No, <laughs> Sorry. Scrambo. Actually, there was a character. I think it was, speaking of the 80s. Commando. Speaking of, and, and the word commando, uh, it's so funny that uh, thinking of something that rhymes with the movie that rhymes with Sambo. Fandango. Uh, there you go. But uh, <laughs> in the 80s, there were these n- completely non-posable action figures called Barnyard Commandos. Hmm. Does that ring a bell with either of you by chance? Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. But anyway, they were literally like uh, like a squeezy, a dog squeezy toy would be today. Just There's, there's no... Uh, Oh, what's the word when the shit moves? Posability. Uh, there they are. Yeah, but all they were were a hard plastic animal, and they would have an attachment on their back, like a rocket launcher or a gas mask. Yes, or I do remember these. Whatever. But anyway, there was one called Hambo, and that's the only one I had. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but there was one called Hambo. I think Justin had this ram. That's what I seen. I pretty much it. just used them as like small creatures that populated outside of Castle Grayskull. <laughs> That's what they were grazing the fields. <laughs> Pretty much, he man got hungry, <laughs> or maybe Battle Cat would had to go hunting. Eat one, yeah. But so Hambo, that's a valid one to rhyme with next week's movie. Which there's actually, uh, oh there you go. There's no, this I don't think it's that's him. not yeah that's not it. But Hambo. So next week everybody rhymes with Hambo, Sambo, Banjo, Commando. Anything else? Any other O's? Mbos, ammo, panto, tango, <laughs> piano, mango, nacho, cameo, <laughs> Brando, I Marlon Brando, our former governor Kathleen Blanco with an afro <laughs> and an arrow with some ammo and a banjo, and that's getting out of hand. So let's end it there. Yep. <laughs> but until next week, I remain Trey Harris, Daniel Angel, Jesse Sigley, <laughs> Cowbunga, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs>